0: You're listening to Sew Organised Style Podcast produced by me, Maria The Harris, and Molly the Pattern Whisperer and our Brisbane correspondent Amy Chute. This episode of series 2 is brought to you by our friend and sponsor Erin Shields of Style Sew Me Patterns. Erin's the indie pattern designer that collaborates directly with the sewing community. Our listeners can buy Style Sew Me PDF patterns using the 25% off. Discount code found on our podcast homepage at stylepodcast.com. While we're all staying safe at home, make the most of this 25% off discount with Style Sew Me Patterns. Thanks again, Erin, for sponsoring our show. Back in February, when we could attend sewing workshops, Susan Kalji was running her classic French jacket workshop in Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide. Now this course is an intensive seven-day course and while you're in an intensive seven-day course like the classic French jacket, you meet lots of dedicated sewing people who are able to take the time away from their normal lives to attend this type of course. Today we'll be listening to the sewing journey of Australian locals Margot and Claire Firth. This mother and daughter duo absolutely love couture sewing and i've met them a few times now while attending susan's australian workshops stay listening and you'll hear Margot and claire's unique sewing motivations so how are you both feeling on day five out of day seven of susan Caligi's classic french jacket workshop
1: oh, mentally drained <laughs> <laughs> exhausted I mean, you start at, well, you start leaving home at eight in the morning and you don't leave here till after six and then you go home and you've got to do sewing. It, it's full on, the mm. seven days. And you're not living at home right now, no. are you? No, so it's a challenge to yep. live somewhere else and do all. So is it worth it? That's a good question. I know I'm improving my sewing skills incredibly. I feel confident now when I make other kind of things, not the jacket is another conversation, but when I make other things, I can. I can see that the finish is much better because mm. Susan's standards are very high, and so she's a good role model. It, and It's completely different to doing like a, a one off day workshop, which teaches you one little thing. This is this is a lifestyle for sewing. It's it's really developing your creative sewing skills. I think, mm-hmm. and I'm now more confident to look at a dress and say, oh, I've got a bit of a pattern for that and put a pattern for that and match it together and I make my toile as best I can by myself.
2: Mm, that's it. right. It's um, hard on your own.
1: It is hard on your own, but I'm learning to use whether calico or some old material I've got mm-hmm. and, and then thinking, oh, yeah, that works. Now I can use my good fashion fabric.
2: Yeah, and having to endure. For me, it was enduring thread tracing. Oh, yeah. You'd never
1: done it before? Uh, no, the of I, I, it. Yeah. and
2: I didn't understand the purpose, but from the first course that I'd done with Susan, it made a lot of sense, especially
1: when it came to tweaking yeah. the outfit for my proportions. Exactly, and... So many patterns are one pattern with seven sizes on it Mm. and you're overwhelmed by all the lines and it's very hard to follow those lines and work out who you are and, and then get it. But it makes so much sense to have the most accurate shape of the pattern and then you just say, Oh, you add two inches around everywhere. You mark on your material whichever way you can the exact shape you want, and then you just get into your head, I add Similar, so we work around that. And
2: also, that everyone in the class mm-hmm. there's 12 people and we're all making the same pattern. Pattern, yes. But all our jackets will look so different because, yes, we all started with the same dimensions. But then through the adjustments of the toile, and then the adjustments of your fashion fabric, it's Mm. all tailored to everyone, and
1: it's it's all slightly different. Unbelievably so. so. And then everyone's chosen completely different fabrics. I mean, that that's a whole discussion, fabric choice, and it's one of the hardest things Mm. because you see ready made fashion, and you think, I'd like material like that. You go into shops, you can't find anything of the quality you want, so you are left with. Online shopping and that's dodgy. Like for me, I bought. I wanted a light. I wanted a light summer fabric because I, I. This is the second time I've done the course, and the jacket I made before was more traditional with a really bold Versace golden white chain lining and black on the outside and. The shiny lining that you used was stunning. It was stunning, so really? I consider that a flashy thing. So I thought, no, I just want a nice light. Summer one, like the one you made. Um, But all the fabric I found, I thought, oh, it doesn't have enough texture. So I couldn't do the quilting that's that's necessary. So it was really hard to find a fabric. So I ended up buying online and I thought I found something that had the colour I wanted. So it was great in the fact that I got it on Etsy. Okay, I said I ordered three yards and it was less than two, but it was very wide. It came from England. It only took two weeks to arrive didn't cost a lot of money had to air it because it was a bit old mm. but that was fine now I've got a wool silk fabric so it's for the depth of winter oh so it's yeah. going to be quite heavy so I've had to refigure figure it in my mind that this is now a winter coat and I'm loving it more but now I want to go home and find something else and mm. make a light summer one yeah Using the skills I've learned. To do.
2: Yeah, I think I'm the same. Like I'm pretty keen to sort of start a, a third one as soon as I get home. Yeah. Well, everything's fresh. Yeah, definitely. But again, similar. I had in my head. I had planned for. You know, the first time I did Susan's jacket course in twenty eighteen, no twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It was a black and white with fluoro colors. There was pattern matching involved. So then this time I wanted to do I had like this perfect green idea in my head I wanted this perfect green um, not the same as your mum not the same green green. and I was going to get like a really bright pink like fuchsia lining but I just couldn't find the green bouquet anywhere Mm. and then I bought a bouquet online as well It, it Was much finer than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was. Didn't have the loft that I wanted Mm. for to sort of purpose highlight this. So it's a nice fabric. I'll use it, you know, make a nice shift dress or something. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still hoping that I can make that green one pretty quickly. Yeah, and I and I would like a cotton, like a cotton bouquet, which I know Joel and Sons did have, but they'd run out when I inquired with them. Oh, yeah, that's a pity. I know they had the perfect green and they had a wool and a cotton, and I said, can I get a sample of both? They sent me the wool and said, oh, we're out of the cotton. We don't know when we'll get any back. But I live in Brisbane and it's you don't get a lot of wear out of any wool and clothing God. in Brisbane. So yeah. a nice sort of light, similar yeah. style to yours, Maria, like a cottony bouquet or something
1: would be good. Yeah. Mm. and I think you've got to pay that money to get good fabric.
2: Well, as somebody said today, to to get you something do the cheap. same amount of work mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's cheap or expensive yeah. fabric. So you may as well start with good fabric. Yeah. You should, yeah. Mm. I mean, Claire, with your first jacket that you've made, I know that we've said that it's got, what, it's audible? Audible. Audible. An audible jacket. It is an audible jacket. And the fact that you used that fluoro beading just blew my mind away (laughs) when I first saw it, and I've had it in my mind ever (laughs)
1: since. Because it is a bit unique.
2: And the thing for me is that I've seen how Chanel-type jackets are usually ward structure
0: and then when I saw yours I thought yes she's blown it out of the water and it really is more
2: urban yeah if you know what I mean Yeah, well I'm not a Chanel no. clothing type yep. person I don't think I yep. really have room in my life for that style but I really like that you can take this Chanel pattern mm. but just with a change in fabric or a different trim, mm. turn it into something different. Something different. Yeah. And, Margot, mm. the fact that you used the silk scarf as the lining for your first jacket and the whole, you Thing know, the it out. It's the, the
1: real leave on the back of the chair inside yeah. out. Yeah. And I was able to use plain black for the sleeves and then yeah. the little bit of trim offcuts mm-hmm. for the cuffs. So you mm. still saw the golden black with the chain and a bit of an animal yeah. creeping out of it. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yep. And
2: even in this course, Jenny's had to use two yes. types of silk on mm-hmm. the inside. Because she didn't have enough. And as Susan says, everything that we're doing is all logical. It's been good to see how some of the fabrics are either bought brand new, like mine was, yeah. or you guys have sourced yes, your Yeah, so this fabrics. is from the 60s.
1: So it's repurposed or it's sitting in a shop. And I thought, yep, I'll be it a go.
2: And it's also just good to see how other people problem solve, you know. Yeah. Rather fabric, what do you do to patch it? So we've got, I mean, how many enough, people... Don't have enough fabric. How do you optimise
1: your layout? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, prime example is this one. Under two metres and we're meant to have three metres. Mm. So it is doable, but there were some skimpy parts. I wouldn't stress, I wouldn't do it. And you couldn't do it if there was a pattern match.
2: So yeah. you no. do need
1: lots of fabric. But yeah. I was going to say there are... 12 people doing, of yes, course, 12, our class. and we're not all from big cities. There are people from country towns, so mm. they've had to source materials from online when they travel overseas. So that is the message. It is hard to get the fabric. It does tend to limit you or direct you.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed. I had committed this year to not buying anything new, which yeah. I had gone for a second-hand fabric, but it's hard to find any sort of bricks and mortar places with a lot of second-hand fabrics. Brisbane has a lot of good fabric shops, but they're generally new. And then online... And boucle isn't a fabric that you normally
1: get in Brisbane.
2: No. Well, no, yeah, no. that's true. And no. I did actually find it much easier to search tweed. A lot of secondhand fabrics online are boucle. as more tweed. Tweed. Yeah. yeah. And there was a bit
1: there, but I was a bit hesitant. And then what I thought I picked, it wasn't as lofty so because with tweed, it still could have the busyness of a boucle, but it mightn't have the texture. See, yours is almost flat, except yeah, every now flat. and then it's yep. got a little tuft that comes out, and, and Jenny's fabric is a tweed. Yes, it is. And yep. I thought, oh, she's done it. So, and it, it's got a, a very slight stripe, so she's it sewn does. on the stripe, so that works. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of tweeds I don't think would work. I think you can use a
2: tweed, but I was my point more was just that a lot of bouquets are classified online as a tweed. as a tweed. Yeah. yeah. So when you search, when I was searching for bouquets, I wasn't getting much. Yep. But when I searched for tweeds, a lot, a lot more came on Etsy and eBay. A lot came back, and they were generally bouquets. And then sometimes we might call something tartan, or they'll call it yeah. plaid, and yeah. so you've got to have. An idea of, yeah, Yeah. different Mm. search terms, exactly. And
1: then the colour swatches are different. You know, it's like this was, it's come back and it's khaki, but when I bought it, the picture was a really lime olive, like the lining. Yep. But anyway, my lime lining adds the colour to it.
2: It does. Yeah. Because from a distance,
1: you don't get the depth of the green in there. That was the plan, to have green yeah. buttons and green yeah. things and now I've got nothing like that. I've got vintage Chanel trim and brand new Chanel Versace pretend Italian buttons that mm. are cream with gold that will highlight the cream in it.
0: Let's get this thing done. I love this collar band. Let me just put this blazer aside for a minute and I'll give you some insights into Style Sew Me patterns. Erin Shields is a designing force of Style Sew Me patterns. I first found Erin's patterns when she launched the Nikki blazer and Myra Lorraine showcased the Nikki blazer as part of her Black History Month pattern designer challenge last year. Now I bought the Nikki blazer at the time and this year I decided to use it to participate in Myra and Natita's challenge again. Erin was one of their sponsors and offered a discount to the sewing community to try her patterns. So we know Stole so Me Patterns supports the sewing community in many ways apart from the pattern range that Erin provides us. Making the Nikki blazer when I ran out of time this month was only tricky because it was crunch time when I got my act into gear to make this blazer. The instructions were simple to follow. The style is simple. As a petite, sometimes simple styles work best. Less fuss, no bother. I can always use a bit of style in my everyday life so it lifts my spirits and helps me get through the day a bit easier. You can browse through Erin's pattern range at stylesome.com. The patterns are available as printed patterns or as PDFs if you really need your pattern today. Listeners get 25% off Style Sew so Me PDF Patterns with a special discount code and link on our website homepage, stylepodcast.com. You can sponsor us on our Patreon page too. Don't be afraid to try these styles because you'll find Erin has developed video tutorials to get you from A to B, when you sew her patterns. Let's get back to this podcast.
2: In the family, where does the sewing come from? I guess mum always had us sewing as kids, school mm-hmm. holiday projects. <laughs> was always creative, either painting your bedroom or doing some furniture restoration or sewing. Oh, do you want to make a dress or doing a make-a-dress. Yeah. yeah. But then mum's mum is also a very good seamstress. And she's yeah. done, I think, four years training. And was it her living or did she oh, do no, that? she did that when she
1: retired, when she okay. was 60. Yeah, yeah. She but got she'd into always sew. been into fashion. I don't know if she was
2: a big sewer as a
1: always, parent, sewed. always. as a young yeah.
2: woman.
1: Yep. No, she always yes. sewed. Her mother never sewed. Her mother crocheted. But her grandmother, mm-hmm. who was a Country Women's Association type from mm-hmm. North Queensland, she sewed everything. And she would sew hideous. Dresses because she would just use any fabric. So she didn't have the style, but she had the ability. Mm -hmm. So she would make her granddaughters' dresses and then they'd say thank you and then go, you know, (laughs) hot red and pink together or something. But her mother was a sewer, and my great grandmother was born in England. They came out uh, in the 1880s, and her father had a job as a blind maker for the Brisbane government in the 1880s, and his wife kept a diary on the ship and she talks about how she had to sew clothes for the eight children and she would get the summer pants of one child and say oh he's outgrown those I can now turn them into a frilly dress for the younger daughter and then out would come the trunks and she'd get a winter coat or turn it into long pants for the next boy, because you know they're on the ship for six weeks so and and she said something in the diary. She says, I feel really sorry for the women who are travelling who don't have children because they have nothing to do.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't think about
1: that aspect of yeah, So you know, she was very bored busy them, even. making clothes. Yep. Someone else did the cooking. She, I'm sure she oversaw it. But, yeah, she was always mending, making clothes, mm-hmm. and her diary full of that. And repurposing. 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 That was just part of life because you couldn't afford I mean on the ship you had no choice Mm. but that's the background they had in in Torquay where they came from that you would reuse everything Mm. and her parents were sewers and then on the other side of the family my grandmother was a milliner she made hats she had eight children and four of them were girls and I think three out of the four did professional dressmaking, and all the boys became builders so there's all that sort of coming through And my father taught me how to darn socks because he watched a man when he was little who Mm -hmm. lived next door, and he showed him how to use a mushroom and darn. Oh, really? And so my father, I've got images of my father always darning. My mother would never darn. She would say, that's silly, waste of time. I prefer to create clothes. But he would darn his socks, and then he would sit us down, and he'd teach his six children how to darn socks. socks. So there's a lot of history there. So... But in saying that, I've got two sisters who don't really sew, mm. even though they've got sewing machines in the house. They're not passionate about it like I am. Mm. I had three daughters and only one is passionate about sewing. The other two just love wearing clothes that are made by someone. That's mm. all right. <laughs> yeah, but they don't do it themselves. They do other things. Yeah.
2: They appreciate your skills.
1: So that's what happens, yeah.
2: That's good. Mm-hmm. Cool. When you both decided to come to Susan's classes all those years ago, was it something that you both had in mind, or do you normally get together to sew together? No, not really. I think probably. Well, distance I, keeps us apart. Yeah. yeah. It was more. I had come across Susan online, and so when I found out she was coming to Sydney or mm-hmm. to Australia, yep. I said to Mum, "Oh, I'm going to do this class," but I said you should do it too. And so then Mum. Got quite keen. On I was a bit it, slow and. Didn't... But you were a bit slower because I had it. I sort of jumped right in when she first arrived, and I did the free choice class, the jacket after course, that, and yeah. then the two-day sewing techniques class. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I was on a waiting list. Yeah, to I think Mum in. got into the jacket class yeah. after something well, that's pulled cool. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so
2: and then we've done it for the third, the third year. This the third one. Hmm. So yeah, and it's good to do it together because then. Easy to have someone to talk about it all year, or like if you're prepping, you know, there's always a lot of prep for this Mm. class. How are you getting there? Where's your fabric? Have you done your tile? All that kind of stuff. But then also, it's just I find it's a really great holiday from work, but it's still productive, you're still being productive. Yeah, because often, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like the idea of laying by a pool for a week (laughs) or something, but at the end of that, you sort of You write down at zero, and then to get back into work, you've got to sort of work your way back into it. Whereas this is 100% more enjoyable than my work, Um, but it's also still using your brain, physical activity, problem solving. Oh, a lot of problem solving. um, Lots and lots of mindful selling. Yes, it definitely, yeah.
1: (laughs) You sort of feel like you're still being proactive. Oh, definitely. It's a shame I can't claim it as professional development for my work because I teach primary school and this is not quite in that area. But in saying that, the first year I did it, I kept notes and wrote up a report because it was, I thought, a great example of myself as a professional person doing something that was a new skill, even though I know how to sew, mm. I was learning different ways mm-hmm. and improving my skills. So I was stepping into areas that were unknown and how I felt about that. I chill it. technique. It's yeah. taking yeah. it up several levels and yeah, it was a it was an interesting report that I, I put together. and I, you know, I took lots of photos and thought, yeah, this was good professional development mm. for me. In seeing how my mind works in different areas, because that's what we're always encouraged to do, to imagine what it would be like. You know, if we were a student and they've got to learn something new, uh-huh. how do you feel? How can you help them best? And it was a good way of me putting myself in that position. A bit expensive, but then it was, it was also awesome. self interest because I yeah. got a lot out of it. And yeah. I felt like, yeah, I came back certainly ready to get back into work, but also to develop my. And enjoy sewing more.
2: I'm really impressed that you wrote a report afterwards because oh, it was just you know it's, a page or something. Yeah, yeah. but still it's, it gives you the opportunity to reflect as well yeah. and put it down in writing and if you were to look at it now it would be quite interesting to yeah. see how you feel about all and of that.
1: Although I haven't been keeping notes this time mm. this is the second time so it's not new but it's reinforcing what I did before mm. and would it be less than half the people here who've done the course before, made a jacket before? So yeah. it means that when done. Susan says, you know, go and tidy up, we're not actually hanging where I think I know what the next step is. I know what yes. I'm doing, Yeah. but I still want Susan to have a look at what I've done. Oh, I'm yeah. not going anywhere by myself yes. doing this, mm. but I will be prepared to do it at home. Yes. And, yeah, it would be good then to say, look, I've done this and this is what everyone else has done and to share it. So it is nice to share but that's not something I've actually done. Because I go back to Canberra and I haven't found anyone else that's done it. Mm. They do different kind of sewing. And, you know, if I take this jacket to a sewing class, even, well, Beck belongs to a sewing club in, in Canberra. But if Beck and I bring our jackets, they're all going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, what? No, that, that's not us. That's not me or... They teach me, they yeah. Oh, they could, but it's yeah. It's very you different. Know. You don't know, yeah. When I was getting my sewing machine fixed, and I was telling the assistant what I was doing, she said, "Oh, I'm very interested in getting people into talk. Would you like to come and run a class in, in Canberra?" And I said, I, "I'm not sure about that. It's mm-hmm. very it, well. One, it's expensive, and two, she's come from America, and I don't know if the mark. Well, there could be people there enough people for her to use, but it is a little bit different."
2: No, I Mm. think most people would be really interested who are sewers. I mean, if you're a keen home sewer, I think there are techniques that everyone would be really interested to use, but it's obviously, I mean, expense would be limiting to a lot of people, and even just the, obviously the course, but then the materials, and you do throw a lot away, not throw a lot away, but a lot of fabric is taken off the garment as you go, so can see that it isn't in the reach of everybody, but I think if, if you're a keen home sewing, you'd be really keen to learn the techniques and So sometimes when I'm working on a project, I'll go, Okay, I'll read the instructions and think, oh actually I'll do I'll thread trace this, yeah. this time. Yeah. Or I would never have done that before. No. Yeah, yeah. it is a great technique. Yeah. 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 And even yeah the the thread tr- tracing just makes the, that step so much easier. I mean, it's an additional step, but it yes. means when you come to sew, you're so much more secure in knowing,
1: knowing where you're going. Yeah.
2: And the other yeah. thing that I've done since doing the class last time is I'll actually hand sew in yeah. sleeves now yeah. into jackets. I have no problems with that because yeah. I know it's going to sit
1: properly. Yeah, All the lines have been in the
2: right place, etc. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that otherwise. Yeah, okay. and you
1: think, oh, it's not going to be strong enough,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it is. Oh,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
0: it is. Margot and Claire, the guests on our podcast, are everyday people living their normal lives, no matter what life throws at them, and sewing is at the heart of what motivates their personal selves.
1: Mm. it it keeps me going. Um, I mean, I'm a teacher but this is what I love doing. Um, and I love wearing things that I've made and people say, oh, that looks fantastic. I'd love that. Can you make me one? And I say, I could make you one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I but will.
2: I don't really want to. <laughs> no,
1: it's not that I don't want to. It's really hard to make things for other people. It's yeah. another whole step. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And so you need to be Susan to be able to fit. And when you watch her the way she adjusts for people, that's what I think wow that's amazing so that's real tailoring and she has 30 to 40 years experience doing that so because the way you fit it yourself you can it's annoying sometimes but you can take it off and do this and do that and that's very hard to do for someone who comes once a week or something Mm. and then you've got to have it ready in a couple of weeks i don't know if you ever make something for someone else
2: the last Mm. thing i did was a 70s disco outfit. Oh right, <laughs> that could be a little bit different. Oh yeah totally yeah. different but even then as soon as she wore it it was really like cut and dry she said oh I'm gonna be too hot can we cut the sleeves off and I said sure thing because it wasn't a matter of couture techniques yeah. it was what Purpose. she was going to wear mm-hmm. and in the end the sleeves I used uh, put elastic at the top of the sleeves I cut off and so she still had the bell sleeves Yeah. And she still had the glittery dress with the boots, but it was what she wanted to wear. And I thought, fine. And no finishing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's no way I'd do that here. No, no. no, But that's not what I'm here for. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, and last year I didn't buy anything new. Everything Mm. I wore is something I made. And a lot of it I repurposed Mm -hmm. or I used fabric that I've had forever. And I thought, this is good. I Mm -hmm. like this. I don't need a lot, but I enjoy Mm. looking at the things in my wardrobe and say, well, I've made all of that, and I wear it, Mm. and it's good. It doesn't look like it's homemade, which it used to. So that's what I really love, and that's a big thank you to Susan because she's just stepped me up that much further in my quality of finish.
2: I think for me I really enjoyed the journey of sewing rather than I don't actually often wear a lot of the clothes that I make. You know that beautiful jacket you made. I usually am sick of it by the <laughs> time it's finished, and I don't want to look at it anymore. But I just like it's the it's the journey, not the destination. So I enjoy, you know, the design element of picking the fabric and the finishes, and then doing the actual sewing. And you know, there's a real sort of scientific or mathematical element of that, mm-hmm. and. When it comes together, I really am quite happy, but then I'm generally kind of bored or sick of it and I can't look at it anymore. <laughs> so because she I've made this beautiful old weather so, jacket um, in um, fabric. So, was that from Fabric News? Yeah, I made the um, The Kelly. The Kelly Yeah, I think they, it's from Fabric News. They were calling it a cookies and cream Chanel bouquet and it had a, a water through um, treatment on one side. Yeah. So it kind of looked like they'd- Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was like they'd um, stuffed blood wrap to one side. Yeah. And so I made the Kelly Anorak with that, which I probably wouldn't recommend because getting to the fell stitch, the mm. fell oh, themes, yes, yes it was so fat, so thick, mm. I was really struggling. Yes. But then I made it, and it never rains in Brisbane, but also it was a mm. woman bouquet it anorak. In it's Brisbane. so hot. You know, it, was it was too hot, hot to wear. Too hot. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, it never rains, so I don't really get it in, in Brisbane. These. Yeah, never rains in Brisbane. Um, really. 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 So yeah. you'll need to use it when you go to the UK. Well, yeah, it would be good for somewhere that was like Melbourne, cold and yeah. quite warm. Because I think the the motivation of the anorak really is that you would wear use like a waxed something like a cotton yeah. or a gabardine or something. It's yeah. Meant to be quite light. Yeah. But no, for me, it's definitely just about. Um, choosing nice fabrics and like pairing it with a nice design, and and then generally by the end I'm sort of over it. <laughs> so it is the journey. It is. It's definitely it's the journey. It definitely is the journey. But and it's great when it works. It is really good yeah. when it works. Like to yeah. do, yeah. Like when a zip goes in really well, yeah. or when you do a nice pocket finish or something, you yes. just think yes, it feels so good. But obviously it the does. alternative to that is when things don't go in very well and. Throw them on the floor go in
1: the around. cupboard and <laughs> yeah. it might make a, a quilt for a little mouse or something like yeah. that. But
2: yeah, I think I at this point I've got a very well stacked stash, fabric stash. Yeah. So I really need to, to make some more things before I purchase anything new. Well, but That's always, the plan. I always say that, yeah. yeah. Then you walk past something and you think, Oh, I've got an idea for that. I'll just yeah. get it now while I'm here. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got to go out to Fabric collection in Brisbane. In Brisbane, 'cause I've yep. never been there. But um, they sound amazing. I and think Alison was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to go to Fabric News and just touch their silks. Yeah. From yeah. what I've seen and what I've felt. They do have this. Oh, and it's their beautiful. remnant like their remnants selection mm-hmm. is always amazing and so well priced. Like they really go quite uh, generous on their discounts for their remnants. Thanks for taking the time out of the class with me. Well, it was good oh, to no chat. Worries. yeah. I know, we've got good. homework tonight. <laughs> I know, I was like, I said to Maria before, I was like, should we do this tomorrow morning? We've all got to go home and do all our homework.
1: Yeah. I know. I haven't been told how to do the inside, I just turn it inside inside. No, no, she'll hand pin it all I can't do anything then. No. Yeah.
2: You can help me thread my trim.
1: Yeah, I can do
2: that. Oh, good. thanks maria thanks for being on so
0: organized style podcast i hope it was interesting yeah this episode of so organized style podcast was produced by me maria theoharis with permission from Margot and claire firth sound by bensound.com shout out to our sponsor style so Me patterns for helping us keep so organized style going hop onto our Patreon page to give us a tip so that we can continue to showcase helpful people from the sign community. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox and Libsyn, our podcast platform. Subscribe to our podcast to catch every new episode including our daily series that goes out Monday to Friday for 10 minutes every morning. In our next planned podcast, you'll hear our full Briarless Bode and Anne Wally podcasts that you would have heard on our daily podcast series last week. Thanks again for joining us and take care, everyone. We're thinking of you. Bye.